Welcome into another Sunday podcast, ladies and boomers. Before we get started today, just want to talk about our amazing support system, the CBJ Artillery. Uh, also comes from High Bank Distillery. Thank you, High Bank Distillery, uh, making everything possible here that we do for Bucket and Boomer. Uh, it's really all I got. It's the only sponsors we got. Next right. season, we'll have some some coming in. You know, we're right. not going to do much this off season. High Bank Distillery. Little Boomer tested, Little Boomer approved. We love to hear it. Uh, just to talk about High Bank, they just won five double gold awards at the San Francisco thing or whatever they do, which is like a, na- a, a national competition. Uh, and, and double it, gold is insane. They tried their stuff. Very well deserved because uh, that vodka is amazing. That rum is amazing. Those whiskeys are amazing, and they'll just make you forget about all your problems. And they're double gold worthy. So check them out, highbankco.com, for more details. Somehow this just turned into a high bank ad read, but we love to see it. Uh, thanks, Artillery and High Bank. Let's get into it. Shut up and sit down. Welcome in to the podcast, ladies and boomers. Another Sunday. Today today is April 17th. I am Bucket Hat Kyle, your host. Here with my co-host, Lil Boomer. Lil Boomer, how are you feeling today? I am feeling amazing considering I stayed up all night watching that game and then got up early this morning and had to follow this Easter Sunday traffic here. That's, yes, good for you in doing that, yes. My longest trip to Bartha yet. Uh, so we are here at the Bartha.com studios coming at you live. Not really. It's a podcast. Uh, not a lot to talk about today. Going to be a quick one for you today on your Easter Sunday. We are completely blowing off our families to do this. Uh, so you have to listen to it. Enjoy. Well, technically, you're blowing your family off. My family just didn't invite me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I Well, I left today. I was leaving. My whole family was around and eating and all that. And I, I was as I left... They all just kind of looked at me, and then I just walked up. Like nobody said anything, nothing. I just got glares from everybody, and then I just, I just left. So same, same. I walked out the door, and it was closed before I could even get my hand off the handle. <laughs> I'll have some Easter leftovers. Hopefully, you've got some waiting for you as well. Happy Easter, ladies and boomers. Uh, let's get into it. To our news and notes segment. Um, just do a quick update here around the league and uh, with everything. That's happening. Um, first thing we'll do is a, is a team points update. Um, who is leading the league? Who not the league? Who is leading the Blue Jackets in points, goals, all of that stuff? Uh, I know we kind of touched on last week. All Oliver Bjorkstrand leading the team, um, or having a career high in goals and points this year, and plus uh, minus <laughs> in leading in the in the minus category as well with a minus thirty four. Uh, but one through five right now, your top five is Patrick Laine with 56 points, Voracek with 54, Bjorkstrand with 50, Nyquist with uh, 47, um, tied for fifth, or tied for fourth is also Waritsky with 47, and then Boone Jenner still in sixth on the team in points with 44, even though he hasn't seen the ice in over a month is, now. Is that good or bad? It's pretty good, man. That's a career year for him. and Bad for everybody else that can't catch him? Uh, yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, Roslovic's been been coming out of nowhere. Domi's still eighth on the team in points right now, and that's, that's saying crazy. something. That's um, crazy. Gavi at ninth with 32, and Sean Corrali uh, rounding out the top ten on the team with 29 points. 
look, man, we don't have the best point getters in the league, and that's clear uh, when our top guy only has 56 points. Um, yeah, but we talked about it before. This team is points by committee. It is, for sure. and we That's kind of something we touched on the artillery podcast as well. Uh, another stat that pops out to me is Voracek with 54 points and five goals on the season. Uh, it's something I will never get over. That is one more assist to be 1 to 11 ratio. That is amazing. That is phenomenal. That is but a- that's what we brought him here to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the other interesting one we, we touched on a little bit last week is with Corrali. Those points, when you add them up, that's a career high in points. That's a career high in goals. And he needs one more assist to tie his career high in assists. Yeah. Uh, a couple other notables on here, Eric Robinson, well, Cole Sillinger, uh, 26 points. Five more than his dad got. <laughs> um, in his rookie year? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Boquist with 21, he's been hurt a lot this year. Um, Jake Bean not having a great season with 20 points. These are young guys, 23 years old, and, and Boquist is 21. Um, Danforth with 11, Bemstrom with 11 points as well in um, 34 games, so... You know, it's it's kind of we're kind of seeing the team now that we expected to see all season, um, not the overachieving team we saw earlier in the year with a lot of guys healthier. Um, and speaking of that, we can go into the injury update as well uh, with the team. We still have Chinikov is still out. He'll probably be out the rest of the season. I would assume at this point. I'm, I'm assuming at this point the upper body is no sense rushing back, especially when you got the uh, new rookies coming in and they need a spot Absolutely. to show what they can do. Yeah, um, Jenner still out, obviously for the season. Corpy and Tarasov also out for the season. Uh, still have not heard anything on Texier at all. As far as I know, he's still in France, uh, but I'm not sure what's going on with him with a fractured finger. It's been two yeah, months now. It's I been mean, eight weeks. he was given. He was given the leave of absence with an unlimited time frame. Um, they still haven't put out all the details of what happened, but we know something happened family-related with more than one person. And at this point, why bother bringing him back with seven games left? Yeah, there's no point. Um, I agree with that. It's Hopefully this offseason goes well. Um, Got some good draft picks coming up this offseason, but hopefully guys start coming back. Hopefully we don't have a third guy that goes overseas and never makes it back. Yeah. That would be. Uh, and then the last one on here, still on here on the IR, is Nathan Gerby. Um, it's really – he's he was expected to miss four to six months back in September. <laughs> I think we've Let's hit see. that. September, <laughs> October, <laughs> November, December, January, February, March, April. That's eight. Yeah, we're coming up on eight months here now. Seven months for Gerby. Um, I yeah, that's all. I've got. <laughs> hey, Ger- Gerby is what he is, and you little know, Gerbs. I mean, I believe this is last year of his contract too. It is, yeah. So, Gerby we'll it was happens. it was real, I mean, dude. Uh, Ger- he's thirty four, thirty five. I mean, if he wants season. to stick around, there's somebody that'll give him a two way contract, but he'll spend most of that contract in the AHL. He's yeah, he's done. Uh, I'm calling it now. He's retiring after this season. Uh, there's no way that he's playing next year. Um, so, yeah, that's all we've got there. Again, not a lot to talk about today, ladies and boomers, but uh, what we can talk about is kind of the playoff race here. Uh, the Blue Jackets last night officially um, were, were taken out of the – well, it's because Washington won yesterday. Right. When Washington won, we were officially eliminated. Right. So – just to kind of go around the league here is something that we kind of wanted to do with the podcast. We'll go around and um, 
talk about the wild card standings and everything like that. Uh, so the Panthers, obviously, in first place. Uh, it goes Panthers, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Bruins, and the Eastern Conference. Um, Which have all locked up their spots. The, they're in. the Atlantic Division, I'm sorry. So that's all taken care of. I don't think that there's really any race is the, happening. The only race left in the East is wild card number two, but there's such a gap between the Islanders and yeah. the Capitals that it's it's mathematically done without being mathematically done. I mean, Washington would have to lose everything, and the Islanders would have to win everything in regulation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're done there. Uh, the, the, yeah, the whole Eastern Conference is, is decided, basically, uh, and same with the West turn conference, right? Well, positioning wise, um, you know, you got Colorado and St. Louis and Calgary are the only three teams that have officially locked up a spot. But Minnesota and Edmonton are pretty close to locking it up. And then the Kings, the, the big race is with the Kings and third in the Pacific. They got 90 points. Nashville and Dallas both have 91 points in the wild card spots. And then you got Vegas lurking around the outside looking in at 87 points, which at this point they've actually got a better shot of making third in the Pacific instead of the wild card. That's crazy. Uh, they do, actually, yeah. And that's why I wasn't completely upset with a L last night because I, that I would gave absolutely. the Kings two points because I would love nothing more than to see the Vegas Golden Knight fans Feel the pain of not being in the postseason. Same. Fine. God, fans, if you can call them that. Um, yeah, but Vancouver's right there, too. I mean, they could maybe make a push here at the end, but I just don't think they have the team. Yeah, um, they're, they're, what, six points behind L.A.? You know, it's Nashville, to start the season, was one of the best teams in the league. Um, halfway through the season, even, they were leading their division. And all of a sudden, now they're down in the wild, you know, yeah, down they the got, wild card. They got real cold real fast, and now they're actually heating up again. So Yeah, so Colorado was an absolute wagon right now with 116 points. Uh, still seven games left to play for them. Um, on the other side, I mean, geez, yeah, Carol, it's Florida and Carolina on the other side. Atlantic and Metro leading their divisions with 112 points for Florida and 104 points for Carolina. Uh, who wins the Metro this year? Because right now we're looking at – Top three is Carolina, New York Rangers, and Pittsburgh. Uh, Carolina with 104, New York with 104, Pittsburgh with 97. Right, and Carolina and the Rangers both have a game in hand on Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Pittsburgh, unless they win out, I don't think they're going to win it. Um, right. I mean, Carolina and New York, that's crazy. I was talking about New York at the beginning of the season. Like, there is too, entirely too much talent on that team for them not, not right. to be good and anymore. They're, they're getting hot at the right time. They're gelling finally. And with the moves they made at the trade deadline, those guys are starting to fit in and hit the score sheet. And I think Panarin hit 90 points again. Is that right? Did he hit 90? Sounds right. I believe that I'm looking up the stats right now. As Yes, he has 90 points this season. Uh, 22 goals, 68 assists, 90 goals. Um he definitely has a better ratio than Voracek there. Just just barely. But well, I was I think it's funny. I'm going to call Jordan out really quick. Early, a couple of weeks ago, Jordan was like, oh, Panarin's only got 15 goals. He's he's not very good this year. He had like 70 points at the time. Or like yeah. 65 points at the time. Panarin's one of those guys in fantasy. You don't pick him up for all the goals. You pick him up for all the assists. And what's funny is that those 68 assists, like – over half of them are secondary. Absolutely, yeah. Because Mich he sets up the guy that sets up the guy. Imagine if he was here with Line A. <laughs> Can you imagine Line A and Panarin on the line together? Oh, my God. 
That is what could have been. Uh, all right, we're going to stop talking about that before I make myself sad again. Um, so last night uh, was the second game for two new guys that have come in to the team, Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg. Uh, I, thought, I thought his name was Blockenberg. Blockenberg. Yeah, he's lots of blocks with a small frame he's got there. Uh, so let's do quick grades on them really quick. Um, last night, kind of nothing from either one of them. Some blocks in there, like you said. But uh, Kent Johnson at this point, through two games, has zero points. Uh, only 22, time, 22 minutes time on ice, which is decent for, you know. It was better than the first game. The first game he only had, what, 16 minutes? So he went up six minutes. From game one to game two. Yeah. Uh, Blankenberg has an assist, a secondary assist. Other than that, I mean, a bunch of blocks, like you said. Um, how are we grading them on their play to this point? Incomplete. Okay, but, like, to this point, like, what do you think? I mean. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, it's up to you. Well, let's go with, let's go with Blockenberg. Okay. Because. Seven blocks in two games. Blockenberg. Five hits. Neff sent me, Michael Neff, our buddy, sent me a text message and said, this is going to be your next jersey. This is your kind of player, Boomer. I didn't know nothing about the kid. All I knew is he came from Michigan with Kent Johnson. Did a little research, watched him live in his first game, watched him on TV last night, and the kid is definitely undersized. I mean, he's 5'9", he looks 5'3 on skates, but he is fearless. He has no problem getting in front of a puck, and his reach, he's good with the stick. The reach is actually longer than you would think it is on a 5'9 player. So I know I made the comment he's he's 5'9", he looks 5'3", but he plays like he's 6'3". Um, at this point, I've seen some, some good things out of him for a defensive defenseman. Uh, I've also seen some bonehead stuff. I mean, he straight up took that two minutes last night because he just karate chopped that stick out of the player's hand. Yeah. And I see potential, but I also see undersized. So if he can adapt his 5'9 frame to the speed and size of this game without constantly being on the IR from taking a big hit from a bigger player – I do see potential, and it, for that reason alone, I'd put him at like a C plus, B minus, and hope that he moves up instead of going down. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I mean, Blankenberg, I give him like a B minus, B. Um, he looks good skating, great skater. Uh, receives the puck really which well. Which is amazing because he had that stumble last night. Yeah, which happens. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It happens to all of them, um, even to the best skaters. Panarin's fallen multiple yeah. times on his face. Uh, looked really good last night, I think. Um, you know, also good last night. Change the subject here is Elvis, but anyway, we'll get into that in the game. He did. Um, Blankenberg looked good last night, and the and the game before that with that secondary assist. I'll give him a B. Uh, like he's seven blocks. He's got thirty two minutes. He's he's averaging sixteen minutes time on ice uh, right now, which is, I mean, incredible That's good for, for somebody a third who defenseman. didn't get drafted. Like yeah. doesn't you know what I mean? That's I mean, literally, he was a walk on in college. He was an walk on here, basically. guy. I, I stick to my guns and say that the only reason they signed him is because of Johnson. If if Kent Johnson Johnson didn't exist, Blankenberg would not have signed here. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Kent Johnson, I will say C minus. He's been invisible. I mean, and that's fine. He had that one good move, I think, against Montreal when he kind of did that side skate thing. And everybody went, ooh. Like, I remember I remember that vividly. Everybody went, ooh, and when he did that. the spinorama pass. It was great. Oh, and the spinorama pass. 
but other than that, I mean, he's zero goals, zero assists, um, zero blocks, two hits. Does he have one penalty or has he got zero penalties? No penalties. No penalties? Just kind of been – he's just kind of been out. Oh, he has one penalty, two yeah, minutes. He got one last he has, night. He has, yes. Um, he's just kind of been out there, you know, just kind of out there as a as a skater and hasn't really been doing much, which is fine. He's getting a feel for the game. Right. Um, but as of right now, it's, I'd, I'd give him a C-. minus. He's, in my opinion, I'd put him – I'd put him right out of C because, like you said, he's trying to adjust to the speed of the game. You know, he's got, we're two games in. It's hard to grade a guy after two games. You can see mentally he's there. He's got a, he's got a high hockey IQ because he sees stuff before it happens. He right. finds a way to get to the middle of the ice or to the wall and cut pucks off because he knows where they're going. Um, but other than that, I mean, he really hasn't done much good or bad. Right. He's so just, I would he's, just leave him at a C. Neutral. And C, yeah. Okay. Stick to my guns and say incomplete. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, again, these guys are brand new. Um, just came out of Michigan. They were playing with a team up there that was just dominating everybody, so they're used to just yeah, their buddy, it being it easy. Their buddy Beneers already got his first goal. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Didn't they? What are they? Of uh, Beniers, he played. Who drafted him? Seattle. Well, they don't have anybody else to score goals up there. Their next best goal, goal scorer is fucking Winberg. Yikes! Well, uh, we can't make fun of Winberg. He got a hat trick against us. Yeah, when he was playing for the Wagon of Florida. Ever since he left Florida, he's been nothing. Anyways, it's Flor. Flor. It's Bill Zito, is what it is. Yeah. Bill uh, Zito should be GM of the year. Quinville. R.I.P. Quinville. He's not dead. I'm just kidding. That was a. He's not dead. I just killed Quinville. Chicago killed his career. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, all right. So something that happened last night. Let's just go into the back check here. Um, the last two games that have happened uh, since the last time that we talked to you, ladies and boomers. Uh, so what happened? What five one win versus Montreal on Wednesday? Uh, that was Savard and Anderson tribute night. Um, also Johnson and Blankenberg debut night. Which, um, funny enough, Blankenberg's wearing Anderson's old number. Hasn't one of, been one of them, since yeah. Anderson left. Yes. That, yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, Ohio State marching band was in the house for that game. People casually, were not happy about that. Just casually playing the national anthem. I thought it was cool, so that makes me a casual fan, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> whatever that means. I'm casual, generally. Casual. Yeah, I mean, we... I casually watch a lot of hockey and go to a lot of games, and I don't know. If that's the definition of casual, I'm about to buy a new fucking dictionary. Uh, so I know you got a lot of shit also at the Montreal game because of what you were wearing, uh, because of what night it was, if you care to explain. Well, once again, we all know that I'm probably the world's largest Davis Savard fan, and I told everybody what I was going to wear. And I wore it. I wore my David Savard Montreal Canadiens jersey. Now, I also was cheering for Blue Jackets goals. Or there is one video where I was not cheering because as soon as one certain player gets points, my phone starts to blow up. So I was checking my notifications. Who would that be? I don't. Oh, I don't know. Uh, what is that kid's name? Um, I don't know. Emil Bumstrom? I don't know. Bumstrom. <laughs> no, honestly, you know what? I know I've given him a lot of shit the last seven weeks. A lot of shit the last seven weeks. 
And the more he had two points against Montreal, the more I talk shit about him, the better he plays. That's how it works. So now here, yeah. I'm just going to be a sports psychologist for Emil Bemstrom. I'm just going to keep talking shit until we give him four million a year. There it is, uh, Patrick. And then you can all be thank you, Boomer. Yeah, it'll be it's because of you. Uh, line A, line A with three points against Montreal. Bemstrom with two. Nyquist with two. Yeah, that was line A's with first two. goal in eleven games. Yeah, first goal in eleven games. He's been getting assists, but I mean, not really. That's really his only seventh assist in the last eleven games, too, which is okay. That ain't horrible. It's not bad, but man, he's all. He just turned it off. He was hot as fuck, and Dude's then just turned it off switch. real quick. It's, Dude's a light switch. He's either on or he's off. Man, when he is on, dude, it is. When he's on, he's it's, the it's guy. A fucking hundred water. The the streakiness kind of gives me dread, though. I I don't know that he is necessarily the guy if he's going to be that streaky. I don't know. Well, no, the problem part of the, that streakiness is we keep rotating the other wing across from him. Yeah, yeah. He made the adjustment. He's played basically the whole season with Boone until he got hurt, and then Rossvik got up. But his other partner Rossovic. on the other wing has been. Rotated back and forth several times. Yeah, I, he, you're right. I know you've been clamoring for Voracek to get, to show back up on that line with him, and it just hasn't happened. Um, which okay, I mean we're trying new things out. What, like I said, wins don't matter at it this point. It don't even have to be Voracek at this point. It just needs to be the same person. He's a creature of consistency. With a consistent line, he produces. Without a consistent line, he doesn't. Right. Yeah, you're right. Nate. Part of my argument with that would be is he should make the line consistent himself because he's supposed to be that guy. So he needs to be the reason that the line is consistent. He does not – he shouldn't be good just be, just because the line is consistent around him. He needs to be the one that makes the line consistent. You know what I mean? I, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's hard to be the consistent guy when you're the guy that's being fed the puck. No, um, that's that, – I disagree. That is absolutely – when you have the puck most of the time, you're the one that needs to keep control of the puck. Have the puck most and of the make time. play he always enters the zone with it. He always has the puck. He's always he, I mean last night you saw the move where he, he almost scored on that backhand again because he's splitting two guys down the middle. He's always entering the zone right, with the but puck. This goes back to what I said previous. With Vorchek on that line, you know Vorchek's gonna do his little zoom, 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 I'm fast as fuck boy until he finds an open line A. Whereas Nyquist <laughs> is gonna play below the goal or even with the goal and try to feed it back. And Line is going to camp out in Ovechkin's office. We already know that. Yeah, it is, that's where he's good from. Uh, so the, the other thing I want to talk about from that game is Roslovic, two goals, uh, five goals, one, one assist and six points in his last three games. Uh, had a hat trick against Detroit and then turns around and has two goals against Montreal. Uh, so really five goals in two nights. Yeah, yeah he's just – he is one of the few guys that, when was called upon this year, answered the bell. I mean, for the he, most part, there there they, was a point in time in the season though where he was not good at all. Right, but when they made that move to put him on the top line after Boone went down, he has he has answered the call. Yeah, I, I mean, agree he's, with that. I, I personally feel like he's earned a spot on next year's team. He's going to be one of the four centers. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that he can stay consistent with that, and I hope he realizes like how much progress he's made here. I know that he may not be happy with where he's at right now personally because you can tell sometimes on the ice or just in interviews or how he carries himself that he just doesn't always seem like he's very happy with himself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, he's very monotone, so it's hard to get a read on him. It is, and I I think that maybe sometimes he feels like he should be getting more than what he's doing. And 
a perfect example of that is getting put on the first line, and then he's producing now, which, right. you know, when what, you put him on the third goals, line. Five he, or goals fourth, in two games yeah. and 12 goals in 72 games prior. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. It is crazy, and I I think that there it's something mental with that is when you get put on the third fourth line, Roslovic feels like that he's getting demoted at that point, doesn't play as well. I mean, I truly believe well, that there's something there. Well, of course there's something there because I mean, when you go out there to take a face off and you look to the right and there's Gustav Nyquist or Jacob Borchek or Oliver Bjorkstrand, and you look to the left and there's Patrick Laine. You're on the third line. You look to the right and there's. Emil Bimstrom, or there's Max Domi, or there's Justin Danforth, or there's Brandon Gantz, or there's insert name here, insert name, insert name, insert name, insert name. And when you look at guys of Borchek, Nyquist, and Line's caliper, you obviously are going to realize, i got to step my shit up. Yeah, and he has. Um, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, I'd be the same way. If I walked onto the ice and I look at Patrick Liney and Jacob Borchek, I'm like, hell yeah. I, I mean, if I, I kind of. walk out there and I see Eric Robinson yeah, and Emil Bimstrom, I'm no. like, Yeah, but you can't now. See, I disagree with that. Like, you're not going out there and looking at, oh, I got to play with this guy. No, like, no, that's not what I mean by that. And that and it, go out, you have to go out there and play your game regardless of who's out there with you. No, and that's not what I mean. I mean, you got out there and play your game, but there's a lot better chance when you got Patrick Line and Gustav Nyquist beside you, that you're going to score points than if you're standing out there with Eric Robinson and Emil Bemstrom. Yeah. I, I mean, You can play your game and play your game and play your game. The caliber of talent between the first line and the third line is obviously going to make the numbers look different. Right. Uh, so moving on to last night, 2-1 uh, loss at the Kings. That started a three-game West Coast swing. Um, I'm going to do something real quick about that game last night because we know we know I've gave somebody some shit a lot this year. But a 2-on-0 after the defender had a little stumble and they put a postage stamp with that shot, not his fault. Now this, that pass yeah. from Arbitson for that second goal, good. That was God, really that nice. That was probably the play of the week. That was That was beautiful. Uh, Elvis, outside of those two goals that there is no way he could have done anything with, had another magnificent Beautiful game game last night from Elvis. I agree with that. Um, I I didn't watch the game last night. First game of the season I have not watched, actually, so I watched a recap this morning. But uh, to me, just from watching the recap, it seemed like the ice was really tilted the entire first period. Puck was bouncing like crazy last night. Puck was bouncing. uh, 12-3 on shots for the Kings after the first period. And they... They scored their only two goals in the first period. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like it got really settled down after that. Yeah, when they came out after the first intermission, it was they a scored, different They scored immediately. Yep, and, um, and the the defense was way better. The passing was a lot cleaner. The speed of the game tilted more towards us. Um, it, it, a lot more hitting on both sides. I mean, it, it got a lot more physical, and it looked a lot more like hockey than the first 13 minutes of that first period. Yeah, I mean, still getting killed on shots, though. Um, I mean, the defense last night in general, from forwards and defense, when I say defense, I mean the defensive play from the entire team, not just the defensive right. pairings. Uh, the defense last night did not look good. I mean, when you're when you're giving up 38 shots allowed right like that to Elvis, and he is just fighting for his life most of that game, just getting peppered with shots the entire game, it's unacceptable. You're not going to win games like that. The only reason they didn't lose six to one last night is because of Elvis. Yeah, they should have. They should have. There should have been at least six goals that went in uh, on oh, some yeah, bullshit. Yeah. But Elvis like was standing on his head at times. There, there were so many high shots. That first one got in in that upper left corner. But at the rest of the night, he was coming out of his stance all night, blocking 
shot after shot yeah. with his shoulder. Yeah, or poked catching the it on the stick. Active stick. He looked really good. He skated a third of the way down the ice to <laughs> keep from letting another one on O happening. And you know, normally I'm the guy going, Get back in the goddamn blue ice. And my wife's sitting there on the couch, she's like, What is he doing? I'm like, He's saving a goal. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> generally, yeah. I, the defense did not look good last night yeah, at all. It was um, not, not, not the defense. Either did the offense. Then. I mean, when you're when your goaltender gives you thirty six saves in a two goal game. Well, I'm curious, um, what was our shot attempts last night? I'll not have our to shots look, on I don't goal. know. Because we had a lot of shot attempts, but we could not get a puck Couldn't past find their defender. Yeah. They're, they're defenders. I mean, we were drilling people left and right. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, shut out the second and third period last night. Just no scoring from the BJs. Um, a fun thing that happened last night, though, uh, Michael Neff, friend of the pod, and UK Blue Jackets. What's his name? Lawrence. Lawrence, friend of the pod. Um, and Lawrence's wife last night came – Lawrence and his wife came from Wales yep. to uh, Los Angeles last night to watch the Kings game. Is it Staples Center they play in? Uh, no, Crypto dot arena cool. something so yeah. down there in good old southern california uh michael neff being from san diego um actually both of them got a shout out last night from jeff rimmer yeah they ran into jeff rimmer at the team shop jeff rimmer was looking for some uh la lakers gear for his grandson and they ran into jeff rimmer at the team shop and were actually talking to him before the game and then i think it was halfway through the I think it was about three-quarters of the way through the first period. Him and uh, Jody Shelley actually had a conversation about meeting Lawrence and Mike Neff. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious. That is funny. Uh, so, Lawrence, they, I'm, glad, I'm sad that you decided to come to a game that was on the other side of the country from Columbus uh, when all the people that you met on Twitter can't meet you there, except for Michael Neff, yep. of course. Uh, glad you got to meet that. I'm glad that's the first person you met. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's going <laughs> to That'll that'll leave an impression. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The um, rest of us aren't like him. Speaking of my, yeah, we're not Scottish or whatever the fuck he's from. I don't. He's Swiss. Oh, that's right. He's Swiss. Yeah. Whatever. He's, Irish. He's Irish. the Swiss Miss. Just think of the hot chocolate girl. I just like that's Mike now. It's a running joke. I don't care where he's from. I just like to tell Dude, you guys. Scottish. I think you guys said he was from Sweden for like the first <laughs> five hundred episodes. <laughs> Uh, I hope it makes him mad, too. Uh, honestly, I hope it makes him mad. Anyways, uh, love you, Neff. Uh, speaking of Neff, last week um, on the Bucket and Boomer podcast, we were talking about uh, retiring jersey. Or was it? No, it was on your It was on, it was on the artillery pod. podcast. We were talking about retiring jerseys, and uh, Tyler, producer Tyler decided that he was going to have a hot take uh, that said he feels like Cam Atkinson should be in the conversation to have his number retired, which I quickly told him, fuck no. Um, I love I love Cam, but no. Uh, and then we started getting into you know requirements for. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Tyler. Love you, buddy. I, I love you. You're wrong. He yeah I told yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah. Well, I was talking about the Sedin twins and how they won like two or three cups, uh, which Neff took it upon himself to send me this. Well, he is the fact checker. Yeah, he is the fact checker. So he sent me this. Uh, enjoy. Just wanted to let you know, Kyle, that Vancouver um, has as many Stanley Cups as the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the Zedines won exactly as many. Zero. Love you, Bucket. Bye. I am not Scottish, but I was screaming, Scotland! William Wallace, Scotland! Come on! Oh, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. Have a good evening, Bucket and 
All right. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Neff. Always uh, such a pleasure being enlightened by you. I just want him to read me bedtime stories with that accent. I don't. God. Imagine him, like, reading a... He just get, I don't know. He, it's like nails on a chalkboard when he talks. Uh, Neff, if you're listening, just send me a recording of you reading the Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Oh, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's go into the four check here. The next two games coming up uh, before the Artillery Podcast on Wednesday uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on a Sunday, the Blue Jackets play the Anaheim Ducks. And CB uh, legend, CBJ legend, Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano, uh, Trevor Zegers, all those fucking, yeah, fuck Milano. Uh, 830, uh, 8.30 p.m. drop tonight. Uh, what is your score prediction for that? Oh, man. Back-to-back, West Coast. Got beat up a little bit last night. It was a physical game. I don't believe tonight will be a physical game. So, if we make it a physical game, we're looking at like a 2-2 going into overtime coin flip. But if we don't make it physical and we just let them run all over us, we're going to get blowed out. So, I need a – I'm going to write down – we're going to start doing predictions. Let's – so, what is your prediction, score prediction for the final tonight? Um, I'm going to go – Three two jackets, overtime. I think we're going to be physical tonight. Uh, okay, three two. I say that. Um, El- is Elvis starting again tonight? I uh, assume obviously so. He's starting the rest of the year. Uh, and it, because he's starting every game, and we know he's the man now, and we're eliminated from the playoffs. There's no pressure. He plays better when there's no pressure, so he should stand on his head again. Are you confusing him with Bob? Anyways, I am not. <laughs> um, I, am not. <laughs> I say that the Blue Jackets lose four to two to Anaheim tonight. Uh, Anaheim has way too much scoring talent, and we don't have enough defense to keep up with that. Um, Milano and Milano has actually found his little his little niche there with uh, with Zegras. That's about the only reason that Milano, I think, is still in the league at this point, uh, is because of Trevor Zegras, but. Yeah, I'm those sure two, Step Little Boomer's going to love that. They, they, they do mesh well on that line. Abs- yeah, absolutely. I, I truly believe. Uh, we're, Anaheim is sixth in the wild card. Yeah, they're not any good. 29-33-14. Right. Prop bet for you. 72 points. I'll put money down right now. With our lack of defense, does Zegers pull a Michigan on us? No. No, I, I would bet against that right now. Even if it was 400-1? to 1? If it was four hundred to one, oh he yeah, I bet you five of those would be Michigan goals. If it was four hundred to one, just looking at uh, statistically speaking, if he puts uh, in a Michigan goal, I'm shutting the game off. I yes, I I agree with that one hundred percent. Is today Sunday? Today Jesus is Sunday. Uh, next, and then uh, they play San Jose on Tuesday, I believe. Yes, uh, at San Jose, ten thirty puck drop, uh, late night BJ's. Um, San Jose, not that great. I think that San Jose is a Technically a playoff team. No, just kidding. Not even close. Worse than Anaheim. Uh, I was way off. 69 points. 69. Nice. nice. Good for you. Uh, what is your score prediction for San Jose? Uh, third game of a West Coast road trip. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we pull that one out. 
I'm thinking that's the one where the offense shows up. Um, five two jackets regulation. Five two shutout. No. <laughs> five two shutout, Bob. Um, I and Nick Blankenberg will get his first goal. I am gonna get. Uh, I don't want to say nihilistic because that's not true. You're gonna pick us to lose again. You're so casual. I know. I'm very casual. Casual about this. Uh. I think that the Blue Jackets lose again. I think they go 0-3 on this West Coast swing, which they kind of need to do for at this point. Not saying and that's that they why I think they won't lose. Because an 0-3 trip would be better for draft position. That's why I think we'll win two of them. I think they lose 3-1 to one to San Jose. Um, it's going to just make our draft picks better. So, Oh, let's. we should do a Chicago. Where is Chicago? Chicago is... There's two teams below them in the West. Here, let's look at the league. Chicago standings. is currently 27th in the league, 25, 39, and 11, 61 points, uh, minus 66 goal differential. Chicago, sh- I mean, that should be a really good pick for us this offseason. I think it's going to turn out yeah, I mean, exactly how we want it. They're only two points ahead of New Jersey and four points ahead of Philadelphia. So, yeah. hey, uh, yeah. hey Cam Atkinson, how about a little help? Seattle, Montreal, and Arizona in your bottom three. Montreal being in the bottom. There was a there was a Montreal fan at the game in our original seats on Wednesday night that was talking mad shit like, oh, that well, that's Blue Jackets hockey for you after like a turnover or something. And then we beat their asses 5-1. After the first goal, though, I was like, how does it – I said this out loud to this person. How does it feel to go from the cup final to the worst team in the league within a matter of six months? I mean, honestly. Technically, Arizona's two points worse. But how do you win the West and then finish dead last in the East? 20 wins. I mean, 20 wins. Dude, that makes me look at the West and go, I know Colorado's going to be the President's Cup champion, but how the hell do you pick anybody? How do you pick anybody to come out of the West? Yeah, I. (laughs) Montreal. Dude, they won the West last year, and now they are dead last in the East. It's really bad. And it's not even close. Really. I mean, there's six points behind Philly. Um, yeah. Okay. So, d- we're done here. Uh, do you have anything? We have Boomer Simmering. Is I know that you, you reached out to the Blue Jackets uh, to try to get your voice in on something that happened recently. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not angry. More heartbroken. Maybe a little depressed. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. 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 It's like I'm talking to one of my children. Um. Yeah, I, I had sent out an email. I thought, you know, a couple guys we know are coming back last week, I think on Wednesday. Um, one of them, I, you know, I know personally he's my son um, or nephew. I mean, depends on if I'm Uncle Savard or Daddy Savard. But uh, I had actually reached out and asked if I could narrate the, uh, <laughs> the video, the tribute video. <laughs> And uh, to my surprise, uh, I got no response. Not, they didn't. Even, they don't care. Nothing. That's so funny. That would have been hilarious, dude. Oh my god! All of a sudden, it's just there's you. Just they should have shown your face though, narrating it, just like with the in should a have nice narrated it from behind my fat head. Black and white. Oh my god! I we need to we need to uh, we need Boone at Bulls to bring that back so we can pump that out for the last game of the season. It's, here. Uh, it's at my house. I can bring it. I need that. We need I that. Yeah. Uh, maybe even for the Sunday Edmonton game. Yeah, yeah. Just Sunday, for the last Sunday three, Edmonton game is going to be fun. Last three home games of the season. Hey, little boomers, if you're listening to this, uh, and for the Tampa game, you want to throw something on the ice, do it. 
We'll uh, we'll support you 100. percent Not. We bread. haven't got anybody to throw anything on the ice since bread. Yeah, yeah it's not been, bread. It's been a couple of years. Even Jody, I, that was funny when somebody went out and threw bread on the ice for Panarin. Right as we all knew he was leaving, Jody Shelley on the broadcast went, "Oh, there's the bread!" Like he was expecting it. I'll never forget that. Dude, that was, they were they were checking us all for bread when we come in <laughs> for weeks after that. They made me take off. They made me take off my toboggan and search it for bread. Oh, I'm the like, influence really? of the artillery, man. That is so oh, that funny. Was, that was great. That was that was a fun time. <laughs> all right, we're done here. Uh, Listen, guys, if if you're working for the Blue Jackets and you didn't reply to Little Boomer, I have an issue with you. Yeah. Um, also, Marcus, thank you for the tickets last time. Really appreciate that. I don't know if I should have said that on the podcast, but uh, we got in there and we went to scan the tickets and they all said they both said invalid. I was like, this mother. No, we actually ended up getting better seats, but uh, yeah. they had to block those seats out for Montreal fans. Uh. What Montreal fans are traveling to Columbus when their team's that bad? Dude, there was more of them than I thought. They all kept coming up to me, too, because I had that Savard jersey on. They talk a French to you? Uh, a couple of them did. No way. And I'm they're... like, uh, dude, I'm from here. I just love Savard. <laughs> I... You should see my Tampa jersey. Yeah, I did. That's what I told the one lady. One lady's like, I love that jersey over at the R-Bar. And, they, I mean, they had that French accent. She's like, I, I love that jersey. I'm like... Yeah, I said, um, honestly, I'm a Blue Jackets fan, season ticket holder. Showed her my tattoo. I said, I'm just a huge Savard fan. I said, uh, last game of the season last year, I wore a Tampa jersey and uh, rooted for them all through the playoffs. And she looked at me like I had three heads and then said something in French to her husband. And I was like, bonjour. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, All right, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening again, ladies and boomers, on this beautiful Easter Sunday today. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your BJ's. And tune in next week. We have a special episode. Yes. Uh, coming at you live from our Edmonton pregame. We'll be yes. next, <laughs> next we weekend. We are going to start brunching at 9.30 and record before the game. <laughs> Which is a 1 p.m. puck drop. And it's kids takeover day. And oh, we're no. Going after brunching. Really? <laughs> oh, no. We may not be let in. <laughs> oh, no. So you may find us at our bar at 12.59. <laughs> I didn't know it was Kids Take Over Day. That oh, yeah. is incredible. We shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's no. That's why I planned this. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you for listening, ladies and boomers. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, as always, do not forget forget to listen to the CBG Artillery Podcast and this every Sunday. Uh, we're done here. Spay and neuter your unanswered emails. Warren? Checking the microphones. Check one, two, one, two. Levels look decent so far. Not doing too bad with it. All right. Well, how do you sound? I sound like this. Make it go up. Make it go down. Checking the microphone all around. I think we're we've we're already done. We've got it figured out. Look at that. So we're done with the podcast again already for the day. Thank you, little boomers, for checking wow, peace, in. Peace, bitches. Happy Easter, motherfuckers. <laughs>